You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Show on 3CR Community Radical Radio, broadcasting from Naram, Melbourne, Australia. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and we're proud to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, we're a weekly program on 3CR and we discuss cycling, bikes, uh, anything that doesn't have a conjunct- com- uh, combustion engine, urban mobility, micromobility and today, finally after, well we've been broadcasting I think since 2008-2009, I finally got an interview which uh, combines two interests that uh, I never thought would meet in the middle. And all what's probably been happening uh, informally for a long time, which is birding and cycle touring. So I'm going to be chatting to Leo and Cezanne. Uh, Cezanne, if I've got your name right, sorry, I apologise. It's Monday morning here in Melbourne and I've only had one coffee. So they are doing a bike tour around Australia and they're trying to bag at least 700 sightings in the year. And uh, a lot of people have been watching them on Two Birders, Two Bikes on Instagram, and they're doing this so they can help build a school in uh, remote Timor-Leste, and uh, quite a few other bits and pieces we'll discuss during the interview. I have some news and events coming up too. I'll do a little bit now. Um, at the, today is, uh, I think, the last day that you can vote on Glenora's uh, website, that's the council for a update to the strategic cycling corridor to be upgraded to a safe separated bike lane or path. Um, you can do an option for neither, which is do nothing. But I think the best option going by what I've looked at is uh, kind of look at uh, the final option, which is uh, they may do something. Now, I will word that properly and put it into the podcast description. Also coming up uh, is the final days of getting your submission into Bike Spot. Now, you might remember a few months ago, uh, I had Anthony from Bike Spot on the show. Uh, at last glance, I had a look at what was going on. 60,000. 60,000 submissions so far for people making their mark on what they believe is safe, unsafe, needs improving around Australia because it's an Australia-wide project to mark this down in conjunction with the Amy Gillett Foundation. So uh, go to get your favourite search engine up and look for Bike Spot. And uh, again, I will put that into the podcast description. After the break, 
I'm going to be chatting to two birders, two bikes about what they've been up to since they left uh, Fitzroy in around Melbourne, Australia at the beginning of this month. If you're feeling the heat this summer, you're not alone. Our wildlife becomes stressed and unwell more quickly in hot weather. Please keep an eye out for native animals this summer, especially during a heat wave. If you have a backyard, balcony or courtyard, provide water and shade. Call Wildlife Victoria on 8400-7300 if you see wildlife in distress or for more information. To donate or volunteer, go to wildlifevictoria.org.au. Wildlife Victoria is a 3CR supporter. I'm Cesare Carmichael. And I'm uh, Leo Norman. And we are riding our bikes around Australia trying to see 700 bird species and raise enough money to build a school in Timor Leste. You've done a phenomenal amount of mileage already up the eastern seaboard. And um, can you tell you what, what you've done today? I think we're 28 days in. We started on the 1st of January. Yeah, I've been riding roughly 100 k's a day or so. We've seen 275 species of birds so far, and we're on what Mount Glorious at the minute, on some pretty amazing rainforest just out of Brisbane. So it's been, it was a hard ride up here, but uh, it's worth it. With the getting back to why you're doing this, because you're, you're um, following you on your Instagram account, and also I've seen a fair bit of media. You've done uh, Channel 7 and ABC Radio. Two birders, two bikes. Give, give us a bit of a rundown on how this got started. And, and also, like, you know, with the fundraising for the school in Timor-Leste. Yeah, so it's been it's been a little bit surprising how much uh, media it takes and sort of we've received about the trip. I think, yeah, 7 News did a bit of coverage on us leaving on January 1st from Fitzroy. Uh, and since, uh, yeah, Radio National, as you mentioned, seven years in Wagga Wagga and a, and a couple other sort of groups along the way. But I think, yeah, it's been, it's been great to, you know, have a wider community engaged in the trip, uh, and get behind the, the fundraising to build a school in Timor Leste, which has a huge need for, for edu- education infrastructure. Uh, so 100% of the donations, um, that we're sort of fundraising are going straight to, Construction costs of the school, we don't, none of the money goes through us, it goes through um, your registered organisation. And yeah, we've sort of been documenting the incredible birds, you know, the people and the places and their stories that we encounter along the way through our Instagram page, Two Birders, Two Bikes. Uh, and yes, that's a mixture of, you know, photos and sort of updates and a couple sort of, a couple sort of little catch-ups to, to um, update people about how we're going along the way. Yeah, because I was just looking at uh, the thing for teammate Lister is the spenditwell.com site. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, they've actually helped in, oh, I just can't go, I haven't got the stats in front of me, but they've helped build this website, the, the uh, charity you're going through, has helped build numerous schools. So That's right, 19 yeah. schools to date in, in East Timor. How did your story begin because of birding, starting from Fitzroy, because like we're actually broadcasting from Fitzroy today, when this goes to air, I'm just fascinated. How, how, did, how did you two guys meet and how did you kind of get together on the, the birding and the Timor Leste thing? And yeah. then the bikes. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a fabulous tale. 
Yeah, so we, we kind of grew up around the corner from each other, and our parents had known each other before we were born. So um, when we were going to the same primary school, we kind of shared an interest in just, yeah, mainly we were just riding our bikes and finding fun wherever we could. So uh, Yarraband Park especially, we kind of both bird watching and bike riding. That was great growing up, especially through COVID. Yeah, so what bird hooked you in, or was it all of them? Oh, it's hard to know. So, yeah, I think there's, they call it kind of a spark bird moment, that species that, uh, that kind of kicks off an interest. But for me, I think there was multiple, you know, red-rumped parrots just around Fitzroy wow. or in New Holland, Canada. They're just, just common bears that you get in the city, but they're pretty, pretty spectacular. Yeah, because yeah. there's a thing like, you know, with um, our changing climate, like through the Indian North, have you heard about the Kowell? cuckoo that's come down in the last few years from the tropics yeah yeah yeah. absolutely yeah yeah well my dad's heard them so many times in my backyard yeah i've never heard them there which is but um yeah over the past few years they're definitely becoming more and more and more widespread within melbourne because we've been hearing them around our neighborhood and at the moment um yeah i've kind of had to go out front and tell some lorikeets to shut up because (laughs) it's so noisy but yeah it's the, the inner north of melbourne is Really quite an interesting little bird hotspot. You wouldn't think so, but it is. Did you know that Ripponlea Estate is recognised as a leading biodiversity hotspot within the city of Glenara? It is a haven for birds and other wildlife. Ripponlea Estate is now running bird spotting tours, providing an opportunity for the community to explore the beautiful 14 acres of gardens with a volunteer guide searching out the diverse family of birds that call Ripponlea home. Please visit ripponleaestate.com.au to view tour times and to book your tour. The National Trust of Australia is a 3CR supporter. What's the record of species you've seen in one day since you, you left? In one day? Oh. We had, a, we had a really productive day in the Blue Mountains where we saw, I think, 101 species. And that was lots of woodland birds and, yeah, pretty spectacular wow. environment there with massive sandstone cliffs just surrounding us as we kind of wandered through the valley and rode around. But, yeah, that was, that was the, best, the biggest day species-wise we've had. You must have phenomenal eye because we've got scrub wrens up here where I am, and I can't. Yep. And I have trouble kind of trying to delineate whether they're scrub wrens or weebills because they're so tiny. And yeah. you, you must yeah, have yeah. a phenomenal um, perspective on just being able to pick out that species because I can't delineate between those two mm. very, those two yeah, birds. Yeah. <laughs> binoculars, binoculars are always handy. Ah, that's a, that's a secret. <laughs> but there was a. Yeah, bit of, is there a bit of a joke between you, between like the small brown dun olive birds of Australia because there's dozens and dozens and dozens of them? Yeah, yeah. I think getting into birding, Leo's been into bird watching much longer than I have, but I think getting into birding sort of, you know, especially around Yarraben, we have a lot of those small sort of scrub birds and things around that are sort of pretty small and brown and even seeming like they've got somewhat similar calls. I think when you're starting out, trying to pick out those different sounds is is a bit difficult, but I think that was sort of one of the things that probably brought me to bird watching. It was sort of a bit of a almost mindfulness activity, especially during COVID, where you're 
you might be standing in a bit of habitat or even in your backyard and just standing there aware of what you can see around you but often more importantly what you can hear and trying to pick out those specific sounds it sort of keeps you really present and I think that was really great during COVID as Leo was mentioning particularly around Yarraband Park I know Leo did a lot of birding in Royal Park as well just in our five kilometre radius in Fitzroy but I think our bikes have probably been a bit more of a a, a sort of tool for, for freedom moving out of that and exploring new places, you know, with the combination of a bit of public transport and, and then our bikes growing up. But, yeah, now that we're on our big trip around Australia, it's um it's been fantastic to sort of move through the landscape quite slowly and, and hear those sounds and, and, and see the incredible birds that we um, encounter along the way. Yeah, so when you're planning the, you know, you cycle to, uh, is it a, would you say your, your bike touring or your bike packing? You know, is there any delineation uh, there? Yeah, I think I think we'd probably consider ourselves bike tourers just in a conventional sense where the bike packers usually go really extra light and don't tend to carry panniers and maybe, yeah, it's much more bike oriented, I think. Yeah, I was just wondering, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was wondering about your setup. So you've, <clears> you're, you're taking conventional panniers and all that sort of stuff and there's as much stuff as you need. Yeah, yeah. So I've got front and rear panniers and a frame bag as well and a handlebar bag and then a, another kind of rucksack that sits on the top of my rear pannier rack. And then Cesare's got a pretty similar setup. So this is going to be your year. So, ah, it's just going to be phenomenal. Um, in terms of you're going to be documenting you know, the two things of like the fundraising and what you see on your Instagram account. And also, oh, I forgot to mention, you've got an eBird account as well if people want to... It's just my name, uh, Leo Norman on eBird, but yeah, you can kind of track some of the species we've seen recently by that. Okay, I mean, all birds are our favourites, but what are some of the absolutely, you know, like jaw-dropping things you've either seen or heard in the... Since yeah, since yeah. What, do you, what, do you think, what do you think the highlight of the trip's been so far? Yeah, I think I think the black, we had a black-breasted button quail just out of Brisbane a couple of days ago, and they're pretty threatened by by land degradation and kind of habitat clearance because they, they require like vine scrub forest in southeast Queensland only and it's been pretty all that stuff in the lowlands have been pretty cleared so uh, they're pretty localised so that was awesome to see those just a pair of those which gave us pretty stunning views That's sort of um, like, Is that sort of like a brigalow sort of habitat or something completely different? Similar to brigalow kind of scrub yeah, and, and I've got to ask: Are you you're looking forward to seeing um, a murder bird as you head further up north? A murder bird? Yeah, cassowary. Oh, the cassowary. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we've got a few areas we're kind of thinking we're pretty good chance at bumping into one. So that's pretty, uh, pretty exciting. I've got, yeah. to, got to ask: Are you going to uh, Daintree because that is such a biodiversity hotspot? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very excited. I've never been to find North Queensland, neither it's Cesare. So, uh, yeah, there's plenty of, yeah, just the whole ecosystem is just completely foreign to us. So that's going to be awesome. Public transport's great. What's not great is that unless you've got a radio with you, you can't listen to a 3CR when you're on it. Until now, the Community Radio Plus app lets you listen to us wherever you are. Get on board and search Community Radio Plus wherever you get your apps. You've 
headed up from the Ram Melbourne, you're heading up the eastern seaboard. So where are you cutting across and then you're kind of coming down across the NT, then coming through Western Australia, then back through just roughly? Yeah, so we'll be going, we're, we're pretty much um, on top of Mount Glorious at the moment, just sitting here in the in the clouds on the side of the road. But we will be continuing up sort of Sunshine Coast, further north towards Cairns where we'll be going we'll be flying up in the wet season because we can't really do so many river crossings with our bikes um, up, up yeah. to Lockhart River to explore the Iron Range National Park and uh, yeah what kind of birds do you we'll be seeing up there Leo? Yeah it's right at the tip of Cape York and so yeah palm cockatoos and eclectus parrots and what else you get yeah Top one pitchers and all, yeah, I think they have 20 endemic, or maybe 15 endemic species up there that you only get there in Australia. So uh, that is that's going to be so exciting. And then probably across, we'll spend a bit of time in the Atherton Tablelands before continuing on to Catherine and Darwin. We'll, we'll probably fly up to Timor-Leste at that point to document the incredible work of uh, Spend It Well, the charity we're fundraising for. Yep going out to some of these sites where they've built the schools in the past they you know work in conjunction with uh, the department of education in in east timor finding out what schools are sort of on the on the lower list of what of what can be done there so it's it's often schools that are you know quite rural it's, it's hard to get resources out there that kind of thing so getting out to some of those past schools will be fantastic sort of sharing those moments along the trip will be great uh, and also some of the incredible bird life uh, in east timor and then we'll be continuing on to Broome down the west coast to sort of perth and and southwestern australia before crossing the nullarbor and heading up to alice springs this is your entire year cycle touring doing this yeah, that's right. So we've hatched out the whole year. We're not completists in the sense that we're trying to cycle every kilometre along the way. Once we get to Alice Springs, we'll be meeting up with Leo's dad, exploring some of, you know, pretty rural Western Australia, up to Kakadu for a second time, up to far north Queensland for a second time in the dry season there, yep. and then probably ride back down the east coast to, to pick up some rare birds that we might have missed out on, or, or dipped as it's called in the sort of birding world. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll, it'll sort of depend where the bird count is later in the year and and where we need to get to, but we're sort of just taking things day by day and week by week at the moment. You're considering going down to Lutrawitta so you can check out the uh, very unique turbo trucks? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll be heading down to Tassie at some, I think, in uh, November or so. We'll go, go riding around there. Yeah. Might even get down to the really southwestern corner of Tassie where it's the only known breeding site of orange-bellied parrots. Yeah, I think uh, we might... Yeah, we might have to at that point. We'll have to fly over from Perth, so we might link up with our um, our friend Ethan to you know hire a car down in Tasmania to get to some of those uh, more secluded spots where we just don't have the time to to get around absolutely everywhere on our bikes. Fascinating because um, I was I was just making a joke there about uh, the native hens, yeah. <laughs> which which are a flightless Tasmanian bird, and they're they're fantastic. Of, they're just one of those really rare animals that or birds that have. Despite being flightless, they have never been in any type of vulnerable situation. They yeah. just, yeah, they're, they're amazing. They're fast. they're fast and there's lots of them and their family groups are hilarious if you've ever watched a native hen. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it's like if you think watching a magpie family and how they deal with their youngins is funny, what do you see a native hen family? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs>
fantastic adventure you guys are doing, and it's and it's for a really good reason. Is in terms of, I've got to ask: Is this your gap year, or you're just doing this because you can? <laughs> yeah, definitely just doing this because we can. But Leo's just finished year twelve. Now I've done my first year of uni, but sort of you know just heading off for for a bit of a year of adventure. But uh, yeah, as you said, it's it's for a great cause, and we're. I think we've raised nearly oh, nearly ten thousand dollars so far, which has been which has been incredible, and that's all been from just just individual donations that we've had from um, you know people in in our community that we've we've known, but also some people just from social media who have found out about about the trip so far, and yeah, it's been great to um, link up with you know radio national, but also community radio stations across the country and sort of share the story. But I think we'll, we'll probably be looking towards you know using that fantastic audience we've engaged to try and get some sponsorship to to carry the majority of the funding or at least a substantial part of the funding forward for the school building project. Okay, uh, anything you want to say in closing? Check out our Instagram on Too Bad Is Two Bikes, but yeah, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to anyone that's been following along for, for the fantastic support so far. But yeah, we look, to, look forward to continue to document the trip and update people on how we're going. part of this year's National Sustainability Festival and join ABC Gardening Australia's Costa Georgiadis for a huge afternoon of sustainability at the Great Local Picnic featuring a terrific lineup of sustainability innovators. Bring your picnic rug with your homegrown harvests or pack a locally sourced spread to the Royal Botanic Gardens, Melbourne for a celebration of local food, sustainability and community connection. Full program online, sustainabilityfestival.au. The National Sustainability Festival is a 3CR supporter. You indeed listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR from Naran, Melbourne, Australia. And thank you to Leo and Suzani for having a chat about two birders, two bikes. And I will chuck a whole bunch of links into the podcast description. And uh, just uh, backtrack or round back to the uh, announcement you just heard the National uh, Safety, oh, sorry, National Sustainability. Uh, festival that's coming up from the 1st to the 29th of February. Uh, they've also got, presented by Bike West, Better Streets and Regen Melbourne, Cargo Bikes, a game changer, and that's going to be from 4pm to 6pm on Saturday the 3rd of February, which is this weekend at Borderlands Co-op. It's a free event, so I'll put uh, the URL and all that into the podcast description. Now, to backtrack a bit to what I was saying in the intro about some stuff happening down in Glen Ira. To, to do with uh, some uh, the Queen's Avenue cycling corridor. Now, I kind of uh, do my usual blunder through the uh, intro on a Monday morning. It's kind of something that um, I've actually got good, quite good at over the years of kind of like um, mincing words. But uh, I'm unsure whether this is still open, but I will give you the description details, which is the website is haveyoursayglenira.com.au. And... Uh, 
the preferred option when I've kind of kind of gone through it is option two and option and or the other kind of looking at is option two then option one, then option three. And uh, I was just having a look at, um, if you know, this is for if you ride the Junioring Trail or Frankston Line Path. Uh, Glen Irabug, they're in favour of a modified option two. So I hope that all makes sense now, what I was kind of mashing up <laughs> in the intro. Now, also, uh, in the... Um, Around the inner Melbourne, further out, there's a couple of new riding groups, and one of them is bite-sized rides. And they're a friendly cycling community for all people of colour in Naram, Melbourne, Australia. All abilities, genders, and body types welcome. And they've got a Lunar New Year ride coming up, and that's going to be on Saturday the 10th of February at 10am, Alfington to Box Hill. And uh, I'll put that into the podcast description, all more details for that. And what else have I got? Well, coming up, well, no, actually, it's in train if you've been following cycling issues in Derriman. And there's been a whole bunch of Your Street, Your Say, different groups coming out, and uh, Group B. Uh, and this includes stuff to do around, like, you know, uh, the Northcote and Fairfield and Westgarth area. And something that came up with people putting in their feedback was about South Crescent. And that's been the subject of some very interesting discussion at council level. And I know this is kind of a little bit boring and you may not have time for it, but sometimes it's really worth sitting down and watching your local board councillor or your councillors um, in a group trying to talk to each other about very simple issues, but, oh, could I reframe that? But uh, things that uh, should be straightforward, but, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, the ever-present thing of uh, politics and wedge issues come into it. But anyway, let's get back to nice things. Uh, Streets Alive Derribin have put out a really good blog post explaining the issues on South Crescent and what can be done very easily, which is a modal filter. And I'll again link that into the podcast description because, well, a lot of people use that area. A lot of school children use that area. A lot of people use it as a connector. And uh, it's about time, Some, you know, again, that's something that has been been talking on this show for a very long time, is all these connections and permeability and things like that are relatively tiny in conjunction, you know, when you compare them to, you know, large road budgets. But why is it so incredibly hard to get small things that make a big difference on that active transport uh, level of uh, budget sort of allocation? Yeah, but it's really strange what happens at councils. I could go, I could actually start a new podcast on all that, but um, I think uh, Municipal um, Thing of Victoria do a really good podcast on that sort of stuff. So I'll leave it to them because they're probably a lot more professional than I would be. Anyway, that's all I've got time for this week. Thank you to uh, Leo and Susani for having a chat. And again, I'll put all the stuff into the podcast description about two birders, two bikes. Uh, Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, uh, we're all volunteers like everyone else on the grid on 3CR and uh, 3CR is kept on air by subscriptions and donations so go to 3cr.org.au and look for subscribe, donate and all the fundraiser options. Up next is Shebop followed by Black Block. 
laughing at your jokes like an actress. So funny, pouring up my heart on your mattress. Like honey, yeah, I say I'll give you all I got, but then again I leave after breakfast. Full tummy, tying up my laces, kiss your pretty face and I'll be on my way. Pulling on my shades and give you another wave, bye bye. It's getting late. Do I look too cool? Do I look too cool? On my bicycle, on my bicycle, yeah. I'm sorry. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.